Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Squared Circle podcast coming to you live from Weymouth here in the UK and also in where? I am in Kent in the UK. <laughs> smooth, smooth. Nobody knew that was coming. How are you doing? Andy Evans here, of course, joined as always by my longtime suffering tag team partner. It is master commentator extraordinaire but not good enough to be the head commentator of pro wrestling dorset it is stefan bennett uh <laughs> he's gonna hate me for this by the time we get to the main show uh how you doing my friend all good yeah nothing is still chair across the back of your head won't fix anyway um yes long suffering oh, um but yeah andy uh yeah it's monday i'm happy to uh it's it's glorious i always like I'm, I'm really enjoying us being able to bring our show live it's been a really really um brilliant experience to be able to do uh now since we've done that um so yeah it's uh, great to be here we've got a lot to get through and do, do you know what i just want to touch on that for a minute because mm. for people who who know me and have followed like me i've been doing live radio shows and podcasts since what 2007 and do you know what? it's so easy now to go live back in the day we had to buy the mixers and the encoders and the internet broadcast it used to cost an absolute fortune uh to to go live we didn't have any of this technology so if covid mm. gave us one thing it was the ability to go live on youtube and facebook and twitter uh at the top of a button and for me personally i love interacting with all of you guys so uh the more the merrier so please let us know what you think of all the topics we're talking about throughout the show tonight across social media you can do that on facebook at squared circle wrestling podcast you could instagram us at tse wrestling podcast you could tweet us at wrestling tse you could email um, squaredcirclepodcast2022 at gmail.com or you can use that number. I always want to get this right because the camera always goes funny. Uh, the number that's underneath my finger right now, which is 077-243-12752. That's 077-243-12752. That is our WhatsApp uh, and we will read your comments out live on air. Plus, if you're in the get yourself your own little bit of the bubbly because well, you can't do the sound effects on live here i'll find a way at some point <laughs> i will find a way um but yes you will get your very own little bit of the bubbly uh if you're on youtube or you're watching us on facebook or on twitter your comments can still be heard and we will put them up on screen as long as they are family friendly because yeah. we are a friendly friendly show that was easier for me to say in my head than what it was yeah. for actually i just want to touch on what you were saying about the difference between now and years before you know you've been doing podcasts and radio show and that for, for since back then and how technologies evolved and obviously a lot of people remember you being synonymous with total wrestling show uh that's kind of how we met i was one of your uh listeners all the time always getting involved we we always had a bit of fun and you see you know when you eventually went live on facebook you could see the setup it was mad it was like lots of stuff going on just to get the show live uh for everybody yeah. so it's really cool and this is one of the few times i'm going to uh, uh i'm going to be humbled by you um and say from someone who who listened for years on uh, for Total Wrestling Show to be able to now co-host the Square Circle po Wrestling Podcast with you, it's it is it's a bit of a privilege and an honour, and that's as far as I'm going to go with uh, all right, all uh, right. sticking my nose where the sun don't shine. There you all go. right, shall we? You know, shall we just close the stream yeah. and go and get a room? Is that what <laughs> this is all about? No, 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 no we're good. No, we're good. no, no. no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, bad news, Bennett, who used to be in the oh. chat room of TWS Live, who every week didn't win the competition. 
I wonder Until why. one day. <laughs> one day. Yes. And I remember your reaction to that. Uh, being like, oh, you never guess who's won it. I think Dan was like, you never guess who's won it. And you were like, no, he hasn't. Surely, no, no. <laughs> and what did you win? I won a... Uh, it uh, was a uh, uh, WWE Blu-ray. Yeah, it was a uh, WWE Blu-ray. Yeah, and I won a signed Gunner eight by ten. Impact one. Yeah, I didn't get a Blossoms T-shirt. No, yes, that's what I was hoping you were going to have got. We had it anyway. <laughs> anyway, ah, Hannah and Holly, the Blossom twins, who have retired from the business now, as far as I know. I know. Scary. Anyway. Enough reminiscing. What have we got coming up? It is a big one tonight. We did say on Friday, for those of you who joined us on podcast and on videocast, we were going to do a debate topic on championship belts. That's in the plan if we get time. Uh, because this one is obviously a big one. We're going to be looking back to last night's Revolution pay-per-view brought to you by AEW. Uh it was a cracker. We're going to be touching on that in just a second. We're also going to be looking at how the Prediction League changed or did it. We're going to find out. we got the latest news of the weeks. I've got a Who Am I for Stefan, and then we're going to be giving you our top picks. Now, just before we kick off with the show, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who joined us on Friday. We weren't live. Uh, we had had... I was traveling. I was away with work. I'm, I'm away quite a lot, which sometimes impacts the show. Uh, we did try to do a live show last week. However, technology being what it is and the fiber to the premises and all that type of thing not being available up north didn't happen. So we are back live tonight. Next week, there is a possibility as well that we won't be live, but we won't know that until next week. But we'll touch more on that on the show because I'm traveling again. And the following week, I'm on holiday. So we're not doing a show period right shall we do it shall we get to what everybody is waiting for Let's do it. Let's the do it now. all right all right it was a bit violent <laughs> All right, so it's AEW Revolution. We are talking all about the Revolution pay-per-view. What did we think of it? It went down, of course, last night on Fight TV here in the UK or on pay-per-view in the US. And I got to kick off by really saying they have a history of pulling classic matches out of the bag when it comes to this Revolution pay-per-view, maybe more than All Out or Double or Nothing or any of the other shows that they do. This one, in my opinion, was no different. This, from top through to the main event, delivered on every level. I don't think there was a bad match on the card. No. Uh, I I have to say, um, for me, a solid 9 out of 10. Uh, it was... I, I really enjoyed it. My only gripe with it, but it was to be expected, was it was too long. That was because of the Iron Man matches, we know. Um, that was my only real gripe with it was I felt it was it was it was too long. Yeah, but isn't um, that missing pay per views these days? You know, normally if you get a pay per view that's less than three and three quarter hours, you're having a good day. Yeah, you know, that 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 is. I mean, you know, some pay per views are clocking in at five, five six hours. If you look at WrestleMania, well, WrestleMania was did, before it went two night. It was putting on seven hours. Yeah, yeah. Of, by the time you, you count know. the pre shows and stuff like that, in yeah. I think the thing. Do you know what I love about the All Elite? presentation when they do a pay-per-view is every match means something it's not just a throwaway book 
right? So yeah. they do these great little VT packages, which have the talking heads of Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone or Rene Paquette talking about what the match actually means to those individuals that are involved. It it gives it that big game feel. It gives it some sort of gravitas. Why am I getting invested in this? Why do I want to watch this match? Whereas WWE, what happens between a match? It goes to a promo for the WWE Network or the shop or for Prime Drink or whatever, whoever they're being sponsored by. It's like a proper commercial break. All Elite treat it from bell through to bell as being what it is. It's a promotional tool yeah. for their product. And I'll tell you what, it worked because I was hooked right from the minute that first match. That I didn't watch the pre-show. I didn't watch Zero Hour. I never do. But I was hooked from the main show right the way through. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with what you say about the you know the, the way they do the build up to the matches. I mean, WWE, as you say, it's usually a, an advert or a promo for the network or something related to WWE in some way, shape, or a sponsor. Um, but now it's you know they put on about a one minute highlight video package which sort of just runs through what's happened. You don't really get anyone sit there and talk about the upcoming match, giving their opinions. I mean, we saw that. Uh, with the revolution last night with the, you know, you'd have all the commentators individually and Renee sitting there giving their opinions on who they thought were going to win and yeah. uh, why they thought they were going to win and things like that, like proper hyping it up. Um, and I like that. And yeah, from bell to bell, it was a solid, solid pay-per-view. It really was. And uh, it's it's one of my favourite AEW pay-per-views so far. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I think it's it's the best one in recent memory, maybe since All Out. Yeah. But let's yeah. get to it because we've been giving it all the hype. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it because we're going to do it in, in not necessarily the order that it was on pay-per-view, but the order that we've got it down on the list. And I think what a way to kick it off. A match that we didn't predict, but I, I know which way I would have gone if we had have done the predictions. That was the casket match. Jungle Boy Jack Perry facing off against Christian Cage. This was brutal and what i didn't realize jack perry hasn't lost in 2023 huh? yeah he's having a good year um this, this match in my opinion may has made jack perry as a certifiable main event yeah i mean it's the first match of this kind uh this stature that jack perry's done and um i what a way to kind of put an end to like almost like a year long rivalry with uh, Christian Cage um we've we, we've seen you know all the stuff that's gone on between them two uh Luchasaurus as well um I, I kind of at first was a little bit strange thinking you know a casket type match for these two was a bit of a strange one but what what way to to deliver and they really did deliver on that I I heard some echoes and I don't know how true it is there, there's echoes saying that might have been Christian's last match um Ooh. But I, heard I about that don't one. know. Yeah, there, there was a lot of um, comments that I, I, I saw on many posts last night after the match where people were saying, you know, if that's now Christian's last match, thank you, what a way to go out and things like that. And it wasn't just like one person saying it. It was There was a few. So that's, my, that's something to keep an eye on in the coming uh, days or weeks, uh, I, I think. But yeah, they absolutely delivered. Um, bit questionable about... Christian's uh, ring attire, uh, a turtleneck cut-off sleeve uh, type top. I liked it. I thought it was it, cool. it was Yeah, it was like a bit different, wasn't it? Um, 
but yeah, you know, and there was like, you know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry rocking the 2002 Shawn Michaels look with the boots and the jeans. <laughs> they, they they even made a reference to that, though, didn't they? I think Taz yeah, made a, a reference to it on commentary about the turtleneck. And, and the, I, I loved it. I thought it worked. And I'll tell you what, if this is the end of Christian Cage yeah. in professional wrestling on All Elite, then I'm I'm happy with that because, you know, he when he came back, he was on borrowed time. Yeah, and 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 we knew that, right? I mean, he'd come back from the concussions and the injuries. No one expected him back. Um, but what? What? Well, that's what you do, isn't it? When you're a, when you're a legend, when you're a Hall of Famer, when you're a main event, you put the next generation over. Yeah. And we've heard it all the time that Jungle Boy is one of those pillars of all elite, alongside Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen. And MJF. Yeah. It's a new generation, like a new blood, moving yeah, exactly. on from you know the the legends and those who have come over from WWE and those who have been in impact and uh, WCW and all that lot that have had great careers and whatnot. It's now kind of that new generation. Um and it, reminds and it, me about like what WWE did in like 94, 95 when they were doing that new generation when Shawn Michaels first become champion. But AEW will probably do it a lot better because that was a bit, still a bit of a dodgy time in WWE. Yeah, it already was. I just hope they don't do a, a, a Vixtamania or you know a Vic McMahon oh, coming out. I, we'll, we'll end up with Mantar coming out challenging for the uh, TNT Championship. Let's not do that. <laughs> but the, the whole thing about this pay per view, though, the whole thing about the results on this card, it mm. was all elite people, apart from yeah. maybe a couple. Right, but majority of them are, are all elite who have been with the company for quite a while, who are not your noticeable WWE guys. So Jungle Boy Jack Perry went over Christian Cage in what was a great match. That was the end of that year-long feud. But what next for Jack Perry? Where does this kid go next? Because they don't have a cruiserweight title. They have no. the All Atlantic. We know he can do a killer match with Darby with um, Orange Cassidy. We know that um, he could go for the TNT title. He could go to Ring of Honor. But you can't see Jack Perry in that main event. I, I just can't imagine him hanging with the likes of, my, of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, no. I mean, we might see him have a championship match, but I wouldn't expect to see him carry the title at any point as the as, as the champion. Um, uh, I think if it, if he want, I, I can see him challenging for it as kind of a crowd pleaser, you know, the the underdog kind of role. Um, but yeah, uh, it's he he's he's a very interesting talent where it's kind of like where exactly do we put him now where do we because all the time he was you know with um luchasaurus you know you had the whole tag team title thing going on um that i'm still interested to see what happens you know when are we going to see luchasaurus uh again like are, are they definitely done now for good what's going to happen you know we'll, we'll, we'll see but um maybe ring of honor would be a good shout for him um, definitely, I could see him doing good things there. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've already seen the worked angle with Eddie Kingston, who apparently has quit yeah. All Elite and now gone to Ring of Honor. I just don't think Jack Perry is one of those performers that you could see in that main event status. I, I, I mean, let's be frank. We were shocked when he won the tag team titles with Luchasaurus. Right, but oh, that was because that was because of the crowd ovation. I think that was the crowd push. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't. So I wasn't surprised. Uh, again, it you know, it was to please the crowd. It was to do something. You know, the the underdogs. The you know, winning. You know, finally crossing that line. It's kind of why I I really wanted um, 
and almost expected, even though I didn't call it that way. We'll get to that. Same thing with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen last night with the tag titles. You know, I could see it happening and I could understand why it might happen because people were all for it. The fans were all for it. But, um, you know, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it will be interesting to see where they place him next, what, what sure. they do with him. Should I mean, we're hopefully going to talk about titles tonight. If not, it'll be on the next show. Mm-hmm. But should All Elite now look at bringing in something like a Cruiserweight Championship? Or or is it a case of too many bouts now? Because yeah, see, that's, I mean, you're, looking at, you're looking at guys like Ricky Starks. You're looking at guys like Orange Cassidy, like Darby Allen, like, you know, um, no, like Jack Perry, that could really fly, no pun intended, in that cruiserweight style but it's been done in tna in the x division it's been done in wwe with the cruiserweight it's been done in wcw with the cruiserweight and it's done in new japan all over the place at the moment so is it better taking a title like maybe the all atlantic or even the tv title or the tnt title and doing that for the more of the mid-card younger flyers yeah, I think that would probably make more sense uh, when you look at, you know, Sam, Sammy Guevara's had it, uh, Darby Allen as well. Those are kind of like the size um, sort of category you'd put uh, Jungle Boy in. Um, so, yes, I would say that I wouldn't add yet another title because I think they're stacked with titles as it is. Uh, like, obviously, we'll get into it if we get the opportunity tonight or on the next show. Um, as I said, same thing with WWE, too many championships. There's just too many. Uh, well, and it, I just think that the more there is, the less prestigious. The, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, you know? to- totally agree. All right, let's move on to the next match yep. on the card. This is uh, the Oco Chris Jericho facing off against Ricky Starks. Now, this was brilliant. This mm. this is Chris Jericho doing what Jericho does best. Whether you love Jericho or whether you hate him, this is Jericho being that legend and putting over that younger talent for that rub and he did everything for Starks he sold for Ricky Starks like no man's business yeah absolutely I know a lot of people have gripes with the fact that Jericho is still going um why should he stop you know he's doing great things uh still he is you know as you said he's once again putting over the younger up-and-coming talent that the future and the thing is he does it in a way that always works so well he's uh, from like you said, he's selling, but he really makes them work for it. He definitely pushes uh, those who he goes up against to the limit, and he's and it's almost like you know you can imagine him backstage saying, "All right, Junior," um, to quote him, uh, <laughs> "All right, Junior," you know, uh, show, like I'm going to give you the opportunity to really show what you can do uh, because I'm going to push you, and you need to really push back and and show the world what you've got. And he does that, and again, he's done it with Ricky Starks. I mean. It was a, it was a fantastic. It was early on in the card. It was uh, the first match, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was the opener. Yeah, and it was the opener. What an opener! And what a way to set the tone for the evening. But yeah, a very enjoyable match. Again, all the time while Jericho's doing great things, um, especially for the uh, moulding the future generation. Long may it continue. Like if you don't need to uh, to retire yet, don't. Are you are you surprised though? Because I mean, you predicted Jericho to go over. I went with no, Ricky Starks. Yeah. Right. And and let's, you know, I'm not talking about prediction league at the minute or anything. No. Are you surprised that they did put Starks over Jericho in this? Because you know he's had that feud against um, Action Andretti, which obviously mm-hmm. Jericho went over in at the end, but gave him a good rub. He's done some work with 
you know, obviously Daniel Garcia before he went back into the JAS. He's done work with all over the place. Are you surprised that they put him, they put Starks over Jericho? Or was it the right call? Uh, I think it's the right call, but I was also surprised because the thing with Jericho is you never know when he's going to go over and, and get defeated. It's it's never a foregone conclusion. When you expect him to lose, he wins. When you expect him to win, he loses. That's that's <laughs> the kind of there's no sort of pattern with Jericho. Um, it's very unpredictable. Um, as I said, because of the promo on Dynamite where Ricky Stark says, "You know, you can't beat me." I thought I think they're going to pull the swerve. Jericho would go over and turn around and say. Say that again. Like I, I, I beat you. Yeah. I, pr- I proved you wrong. I, I didn't expect uh, Jericho maybe to win cleanly. I thought that uh, someone from the JS may get involved, and Ricky Starks and Tanner said, "Yeah, but you beat me. But you did do it without your your boys." You know, in you fairness, remember. In fairness, remember the JS did get involved towards the end because Sammy did, Guevara yeah, yeah. came down. And was it Hook yeah. who took him out? I couldn't quite make out who it was. Uh, I, I can't. I can't remember. Uh, all I remember is it was a really poor looking brawl. It looks like they were just hugging each other yeah. and just. Yeah. Like, Going up it, the ramp. It was a bad camera angle that just kind of took him out. I didn't yeah, really, I yeah. Didn't really um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there was some involvement there. Jericho did hit Starks with uh, the baseball bat, um, but Starks prevailed, and um, you know that when when that was happening before Starks actually won the match, um, that's when I I was going. This is how I expected this to go how i thought this might go um we're getting the interference the distraction jericho's going to win by cheating um and then it will bring up to the next one so yeah. um yeah so uh i i i'm, I'm i i never know what to, what we're going to get with jericho in terms of result so where so where do we go now so you've got to think now this feud is over between jericho and ricky starks i can't really see where they're going to go afterwards you know because of the fact that he did he did beat him so where does ricky starks go and really what is next for the oco chris jericho that's that's an interesting question i i should imagine there'll probably be another young guy on the roster that jericho will end up feuding with next uh and that will be the next sort of installment in the jericho it uh enhancing and giving putting over younger talent who that will be i don't know um i i'm not 100 sold on this is done yet between him and starks i could see you know the fact that he's he's lost to starks it could be but i'm not entirely sure yet um but uh yeah i i don't know it's do, do we I'm think who needs who needs the rub i mean the only one i can really think of now is jack perry but i mean he's just come off that match with christian cage but yeah. do we think i mean you made a comment earlier on and, and it was quite an interesting one that you know what people some people think jericho should be done now others mm-hmm. not do you think we're becoming we're coming into this final quarter now for for chris jericho because he's doing a lot of stuff on commentary for rampage etc etc he can adapt to that he's good at that he likes being the in the back office with with khan and working in creative he's got a mind for it we know he's got a mind for it yeah but he is getting on is are are we now coming to the swan song of of chris jericho and if so is it the right point in time for him to go out uh i i think it's fair to say we could be there are signs there i mean he's got to be winding down uh i i I looked at some of his movement in the match and you can see he's at times he's a little bit off pace uh 
there was a couple of moments where he hesitated. Um, and uh, and I, 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 it, the guy's got nothing left to, to do or prove. He's done everything there pretty much is to do. Um, I mean, I could see him maybe um, transitioning maybe more away from the ring uh, in AEW or America and maybe still doing the odd appearance in Japan, right, and then kind of maybe do his own farewell uh, tour, which, you know, um, I, I think he, he would do anyway. Um, so I don't think it's it's beyond the realms of possibility that, yes, maybe we're getting into the final uh, part, you know, the final stages now of, uh, of, of his career uh, in terms of competing in the ring. And if he is, I mean, fair play. Who would have thought back in 1994, 1995, yeah. when he was in the ECW and he was on the cusp of making it big in WCW as part of Bischoff's Cruiserweight? You know, that those founding members of Guerrero, Benoit, um, and Saturn, and of course, Jericho and Lance Storm, that he would go on to be as big as what he's done. Multi-time world champion. Yeah. Championships in every promotion that he has competed in and more. And and the man Absolutely. with more reinventions than the Undertaker. Well, yeah, I mean, this, this is the thing as well. I mean, you look at you know, I think he's done obviously ECW. He started to make his name for himself. WCW is where he really got noticed. Um, he had to make that bold move to move to WWE yeah. from WCW, and WWE made him an absolute star. You know, they made him a main eventer. Um, they made him work for it. You know, I I mean, if you go back to the time where he was. Um, he had the, the whole feud and storyline things with China. And that he made China look, look fantastic. And who would have thought that would have worked? Um, but they found a way to do it. Um, I just hope that when he does retire, he can build a few of the slightly fractured bridges that he's got with WWE. I know he's not on you know really bad terms with them because he's not. And he also always praises them where it's due. I hope that, um, you know we get to see him do a couple more projects with WWE, not necessarily as a wrestler, um, but, you know, at least cement his legacy with their, maybe the Hall of Fame, um, some documentaries, you know. I, uh, I think like he's, I think he's one of those that if WWE came calling, mm -hmm. he's one that Tony Khan would say, okay, go. Because I think he's got yeah. that relationship with Tony Khan that yeah. they would do that. AEW don't need Chris Jericho. They, they don't need him. He's a great asset to have, um, but I don't think they need him. And like, just as much as I don't think Jericho needs to wrestle anymore, he doesn't need it. No, he, as, you he, know. he hasn't needed to uh, wrestle for about the last no, five years. exactly. But whilst he can still enhance talent and still go and make um, younger talent look good uh, and they can still go and, and put on really enjoyable matches like we saw last night with Revolution against Ricky Starks, then you know, why not? <laughs> he, he continues doing it. And we know Tay Mello likes working with Jericho. She said it in a recent news report. Uh, right. So let's go to the prediction league. You predicted yeah. the Oco, Chris Jericho. I, I predicted did. Ricky Starks. I get the point because Ricky Starks went over. Uh, next up. <laughs> yes. Next up. TNT championship on the line. It's Samoa Joe yeah. facing off against Wardlow. Um, you know, I, I, there's not much you can really say about this match, is there? Because no. it was what it was meant to be. Wardlow coming in, Wardlow taking control, and Wardlow getting that title. Um, oh, yeah. So much so that you predicted Samoa Joe, and I predicted Wardlow. But so, I did say on the last I'm show, listening. I was expecting Wardlow to win, but I just thought it was too predictable for Wardlow to win. So I thought, 
hold on, maybe, uh, uh, just maybe, but uh, no, uh, they went. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute your mic if you carry on. You know, you're making excuses. You're making no, excuses. You predict. Anyone who check, check out last week's show, I explained why. why I cut I, it, still I, I cut the audio yeah. out. I cut it out. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Um, no, I mean it was what it was on the tin, right? It was. It it wasn't the best match on the card. It was well placed because it was kind of that that cooler to get you ready for the next section. It was the weakest match on the card. It was the weakest match on the it card. It really was. And that's yeah. such an unfortunate thing to say because I like Wardlow yeah. and I like the King of Television, yeah. Samara Joe. I love that tagline. I think that works so well. Mm. But you've got to think now these definitive rosters are coming into play and Joe is yeah. going to be more on Ring of Honor than what he is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, I don't, yeah. and I'm not against that because I think Ring of Honor needs that star power. They I think need it suits him better as well. I think Ring of Honor suits him better. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he yeah. would he would have a better time in Ring of Honor than he probably would in AEW. I mean, if they carry on with the way they've got it, I like the fact that Ring of Honor's got Castagnoli, it's got Wheeler Utah, it's got Samoa Joe, because mm-hmm. they, they need it's got Mark Briscoe because they need that star power and those recognizable names that the, the ROH faithful will come back to and go, I know you, I know you, I know you, I know you. You're ex WWE, I know you. Yeah. So you're going to come in. So that's pretty good. So Wardlow went over, new TNT champion, second title reign for Wardlow with that belt. Next up was quite simply the most psychotic match I think I've seen in a very long time and that's because of six people that were in it it was the trio's tag titles the house of black facing off against the elite the young bucks and the cleaner Kenny Omega now the first thing that gets you about this one is the entrance for the house of black when it goes Mm. completely dark they got Julia Hart coming out doing her best Scarlet impression but actually does it better than Scarlet with Karrion Cross. Then the House of Black come out. And I tell you what, the break that these three had has done them the world of good because they are looking monstrous. All three of them. Yeah. 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 Um, They're they're, they're very imposing. Um, It was actually one of my favourite matches of the evening. I thought it was a fantastic match. I, I really did enjoy it. Um, and as you said, very psychotic. Um, the intensity was there. Um, you could see the, you know, the psychology. It was so, so good. You know, when you saw, you know, Malachi and, you know, Brody King, for example, because they're slightly taller than Buddy Matthews, when you see them, you know, standing across the ring from like the Bucks and you, and you just look at them, uh, like they're very, very, very imposing. And, um they look better they look happier when they're performing um the break as you said has done them the world of good and uh yeah it was a, it was a fantastic match it really it was, was a fantastic it was match. hard hitting as well i mean there were yeah. some moments when i think the bucks were going for the melter driver and it yeah. was that knee by brody king straight onto matt jackson's head when he was coming down that was just i mean you could hear it you could hear the smack and went down like a like a sack of potatoes i was going to say yeah. something else there and i'm glad i pulled myself back before i said it but the the other thing about it as well is you know you talk about Brody king and and malachi black being big guys buddy matthew since nxt mm. he's he has got big yeah he has he's in tremendous shape i've always said 
Buddy Matthews, I don't think, gets the credit or the recognition that he deserves. I, I think he's um, a brilliant talent uh, and an asset to any roster. Yeah. I really was hoping that when he was on Raw and we did the whole um, Messiah thing, uh, allegiance with Seth Rollins, uh, that they were really going to, when they split him from Rollins, that they were really going to push him um, this time. And uh, uh, because he's got all the he's got all the tools uh, for, for me. Um, I mean, I think they, they referenced it on commentary on Revolution where they turned around and said that they made uh, that there have been many. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, similarities between Omega and uh, Buddy Matthews. Um, and I, I, I just think the guy really needs to catch a break uh, and really be given the platform to say, look, we're behind you. We know what you can do. Show it. But I don't think he's going to get that in, no. in Venice. He's not going to get it in All Elite unless no. he splits on the House of Black because he's always going to be overshadowed by Malachi and I always going to be overshadowed by Brody King. I could see him do it in Ring of Honor, maybe. But I think the problem with that, though, is you could now see pretty much any All Elite talent moving over to Ring of Honor and a case being made for them being able to be a breakout performer. Yeah, I think... I think what might have actually done Buddy Matthews the world of good was when he left WWE, if he had actually spent a year or, or so on the indies. The, the, the Drew Galloway effect, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, he did do a couple of one-shots in Impact, but not yeah. you know, nothing substantial. He did get signed very quickly to All Elite mm -hmm. and went in as part of the House of Black. This stable, it's taken them a long time to get traction. And I don't know why, because they literally have everything. You know, they, AEW dropped the ball with them. Yeah, massive, massive. Right? Yeah. They could have been. They could have been one of the biggest things in professional wrestling during 2020, 2021, yeah. and twenty twenty two. They really could have been. I think finally, Tony Khan has seen the potential. And now the fact that the Elite have dropped the trios titles to them, which I didn't call it. I said the Elite were going to retain, mm -hmm. primarily because I thought it was too quick for them to. Yeah drop the trios titles after that best of seven yeah. um yeah these guys are going to be big do i think they're going to be world title contenders no mm -hmm. i don't no, i think malachi no. i think malachi when he debuted they could have built him to have done that i think yeah. too much, there's a lot of rebuilding to be done for me the interesting thing coming out of this is where are the bucks going to go and where is kenny omega because that, we know, yeah because we know, uh, we'll get to it in a second. We'll, we'll get to it next. We know the Bucks are not going to be challenging for the tag titles anytime soon. Yeah, so I mean, we, we discussed going? we discussed it in the news on, on uh, last week's show about um, how uh, Kenny Omega is a priority for WWE to sign him, and then I said about him and the Bucks were almost like a package deal. I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, where else? And also, there was that discussion about where else is there for them to go that they've not really, you know, made a huge impact. Um, so, you, you know, um, that's one of the reasons why I could see them in WWE. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. This is why I called House of Black to win. They desperately needed that win. If they had lost that match last night, I felt that it was too damaging for them. They've not long been back. We know Malachi Black, when he had his time out for his mental health, he had openly said, you know, he felt that... Um, you know, he had all these ideas and all, all these promises were made 
and they didn't come to fruition. He felt like they, they just were giving up and they weren't allowed, giving him the, the creative direction that he he felt that he was promised. Um, I still believe, uh, I know people out there might disagree, I still believe that when his contract's up, I still think Malachi Black's going back to WWE. Oh, I think there's a lot of people once their contracts are up. If it's yeah. still the Triple H show without McMahon involvement, I think a lot well, of he's a triple, you know what I mean? He's a Triple H guy. Triple H yeah. pu- pushed him mega in, I, in NXT. I think that's a whole. Di- I think we could literally do a show and take the roster of all elite and and pre predict who we think is going to go back to WWE. I would love WWE if we were to if they were to sign at least Malachi and Brody King and bring almost like the House of Black. Probably have to change the name um, in the WWE. I would love to see them either side with Bray Wyatt or have a uh, a Wyatt Six versus like a House of Black type of. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think if you, if you did them joining up with Bray, it would be too obvious that was going to happen. Yeah. So I, it, you, you do that feud, but that's down. Who knows? Anything can happen in professional wrestling, as we all know. Never say never. But for the result for that one, then, was the House of Black winning the trios titles? For me, I honestly genuinely think now very serious conversations need to be considering about whether or not Omega and the Young Bucks are staying in all elite wrestling because the way and people might say it's a one loss they're going to get it back they might do but with the news reports coming out put two two together making five for me it's very likely well i said last week didn't i I said for omega especially if he's going to ever jump ship to wwe it's got to be now it's got to be when this contract's up it's got but i'm I'm intrigued to know yeah for me i'm I'm really going to be weird i'm intrigued to know what the relationship is like between the bucks omega and cody i mean it's very is it still cordial? Is it still friendly? We knew they had a bit of an odds when they were EVPs in AEW. What is that reaction like? Is Cody pushing for them to come in? We know that Cody would be pushing for the likes of Ricky Starks, would yeah. be pushing for the likes of Max of MJF. Is he pushing for the Bucks and for Omega in WWE? That that's a, that's an X factor as far as I'm concerned. Oh, either way, regardless. It would be a massive. I mean, people. I mean, AEW would survive and probably do very well even without the elite in in their, on their roster as part of their roster anymore. Um, as EVP, they'll get people change those roles, get new people in those roles all the time, so they'll be yeah. replaced in terms of that role. But either way, it's still going to be a massive loss to Tony Khan to lose them. And as we said, there's there's more names we would expect when their contracts are up to potentially go to WWE or back to WWE, um, you know, and and that's the thing. It's with Cody Rhodes being in WWE and that he's got, he's the one who's got that link, those, those personal friendships with those people. And if Cody can go back to WWE after everything that was said and done after he left uh, WWE and they can get him there and push him to be main event at WrestleMania, Nothing's beyond the realms of possibility. And let's, put it frankly, and let's put it frankly, odds on favourite to become the next WWE champion at WrestleMania. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. All right, let's move on to the tag team titles because we did tease it in yeah. this one. It was the fatal four-way. It was the guns defending against the acclaimed against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Cassidy and Danhausen. Um, very interesting. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read the the statement that was put on that was put on chairs. Have you heard about this? Go on. So AEW or more to the point, Colton and Austin Gunn 
mm-hmm. put a letter on every chair in yeah. the arena and it says dear aw aw fan welcome to aw revolution we appreciate you coming here to see us defend our titles we know you're the reason you're here the amount of ass boys chants has become a distraction at AEW shows please refrain from shouting chanting or whispering ass boys at any point this evening please also refrain from chanting and these are in bold daddy's favorite who's your daddy and booty boys and similar phrases we are the most important part of the AEW family and we expect to be treated with the respect at uh all millennials deserve sorry it's real small right if you fail to follow the above we will ask security to remove you from the building thank you and remember hashtag and still colton and austin gun in brackets not ass boys i'll tell you what was quite amusing about that as well i think that's brilliant by the way uh that's a nice touch as, as well i think that's really good was it when i um someone had posted that um and it had done the rounds on social media the amount of people who clearly didn't read the end of it and thought that was actually a legit AEW to the fans saying, don't make these chants. And people go already going, oh, oh, is Vince McMahon still uh, all of a sudden now working behind the scenes at AEW? It was like, read it properly. What? But what? It's it's a joke. Like, you know. What an amazing way to get heel heat because what did we hear all the way through the match? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was in Dallas last year at WrestleCon, they put the guns um, set up opposite um, Billy Guns. And uh, at one point when I, I was I was getting ready to meet Big Show, Paul White, uh, they actually had Road Dog went and uh, had a little catch up with Billy at his table. And then uh, Billy just yelled... Uh, Billy just yelled out, if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you. And every fan in the room just went, suck it. And then he shouted out to um, to, to his sons, the arse boys. He turned around and went, he went, see, that's what happens when you're over like that. <laughs> and then Dan Helsen walked in with uh, um, uh, Eva Luno and uh, they ended up winding up the, the guns as well. It was just, uh, it was, it was, it's great banter. It's great banter. They're, they're just classic heels. They're old yeah. school heels where you get the crowd yeah. involved because you know you're going to get it. Um, a couple of interesting things in this match for me. Mm. That's my saying tonight for me. A couple of interesting things for me. Um, for Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen coming out dressed as Orange Cassidy was <laughs> hilarious with the white face paint. And the black mm. sunshades. Yeah. I, I love I, I love Dan Housen. Absolutely I, I love, love Dan Housen. I'm loving the fact he's getting a little bit more TV time. Again, I could see him, you know, this is a conversation about who should go to Ring of Honor, but I could see him going back to Ring of Honor and really becoming a star because he's going to be allowed to go. Yeah. But I'm going to be controversial now. I do okay. not get the appeal of Orange Cassidy. I don't get it i, I think I get it, it was good when it first started yes. when he first did it it was a yeah. bit it was a bit tongue-in-cheek right i got it it was different but really it's a gimmick that's kind of outstayed its welcome almost isn't it it's yeah. kind of you know it's it's gone a bit stale it's you it's too, you expect it too much of him now um it's like an, a running gag that's got so old now that is that is a dad joke you know um no it, it, that's that's the way i see it i mean 
I, I, I remember Danhausen had um, I try, can't remember whose opponent was on Dynamite, but he had a match, um, and he was squashed within seconds. And the hatred, the hate AEW got over oh, treating yeah. Danhausen that way was, you know, because Danhausen is loved. Uh, first and foremost, because of his personality. But the fact is, he's a good wrestler. He's a decent. Donovan Danhausen, he's a very good wrestler. And people, all they want is for him to be able to showcase that and not be seen as just a comedy gimmick. Um, and, you know, and I get that. And that's one of the reasons why I hope that they really do start to do more with him. And that's one of the reasons why I love the fact that he, he was at least involved in this match um, for the tag titles, even though they didn't win it. Um, you know, slightly disappointed at that, but you know, it's coming. It's it's coming. I mean, I, I've, I've been a massive fan of Danhausen for a number of years now, and I've tried so many times to get him onto a show, whether it was this one or, or yeah. two men, whatever. <laughs> I have tried for years to get him on. I can't get him on. If I could, then he would be. Well, I think he, the most comical. Maybe it's some. Well, I mean, I got him to do a uh, an ad for UKPW, who I work for. I got him to do a video ad um, when I was in Dallas for, when I met him uh, for that a, a, a quick video um, telling people to watch uh, UKPW or be cursed. I got him to do that, and mm-hmm. um, and this is one of the things as well because he's never been to the UK uh, to, to date. He's never done appearances in the UK yet, and there are a lot of people in Europe and the UK who you know, want to see him live or meet him. So having that opportunity to actually go there and and, and meet him and get that Danhausen experience, the guy doesn't disappoint. And I can see why he is so loved and he's he's a lovable character. Yeah. He really is. And you know, I, I really do hope that he gets, you know, some really good things happen to him soon uh, in in um, in AEW or you never know, could end up in Ring of Honor. Well, I've been watching. I watch a lot of his vloghausen on YouTube, oh, which is absolutely brilliant. hilarious. Goes uh, yeah. and robs places. Uh, when he went to, um, uh, was it Pro Wrestling Tees uh, yeah. in, in Chicago, and he was put, he was loading Danhausen T-shirts off the rack inside his, uh, his inside his top, and yeah. uh, he was like, "Well, he's not stealing if it's Danhausen's merch and stuff like that." It's, you he's, know, he goes, "How much is it for free?" Okay, and he just puts it in his pocket. And he's, it's, brilliant. It's, it's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's pretty, I think there was a brilliant. there was a picture. I can't remember what it was. I think it was the Jericho Cruise, the Rock and Roller, mm. where he teamed up with Jericho and somebody else. Yeah, and, they come out, and they all come out wearing the Danhausen makeup and the capes. Yeah, yeah, it was um, very nice, very ocho, and very nice, very evil. Yeah, love it. Right. Brilliant. So uh, this match was, I think, pretty much everything it had on the tin. The guns, the acclaim, Jarrett and Lethal getting some great spots in. Cassidy and Danhausen. It was the guns who retained. So Stefan got a point in the prediction league. I went with Jay and Jeff. At one point, I could see them doing it. Uh, yeah. They had some great offense in that match. Yeah. And, Jeff's and looking the, good. Oh, Jeff's in good shape. Yeah, yes, Jeff is Jeff is moving well for an for an old timer. He's doing good. Um, the acclaimed are extremely over, scarily oh. over. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to be scissored? That is just weird. But but that, that that's kind of how you put it. In it. Who, you it know, is. Who doesn't want to be scissored? Those who don't know the acclaimed or are not familiar with them are probably thinking. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> you, got, you got to think Billy Gunn, right? I mean, he's a fairly good worker in his own right, but he's known for two things. Mm-hmm. 
I've got two words for you. Suck it. And daddy ass scissor me. That, that's it. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That's it. No one references. Um, uh, what's, what was it? Um, Rockabilly. What was his name ass? originally in WWE? But uh, apart from the smoking nuns, was it? Oh, Rockabilly. Rockabilly. That was it. When he, yeah, Rockabilly. Yeah. yeah thank uh, God. No God one references that. that. Yeah. Thank God for that. Um, oh, but yeah, but Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's fifty-five years old, and he's in there with you know a decent array of talent there. It was a good, yeah. good match. I mean, the Jackie, he always pulls out the Jackie Fargo strut and does it mm. better than the Nature Boy Ric Flair did it even in his prime. I mean, he's he just does the, he, he's got it. I mean, you know, he is a brilliant, massive fan of Jeff Jarrett, always have been. Lovely chap to speak to as well. Oh, ain't he great? J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Right, next up, this was one we were waiting for. It was the triple threat for the All Elite Women's Championship. It was Jamie mm. Hayter from Southampton, my friend, uh, facing off against Soraya and Ruby Soho for the belt. Now, we know Tony Storm was at ringside for Jamie Hayter for the, I suppose they're calling them the outsiders, uh, and Britt Baker, DMD, the originals, was in the corner of Jamie Hayter. This match was tremendous and i mean there's certain matches on this card where you might be doing something and you've got it on in the background but once it starts you just look at it and then it's the end of the match you haven't stopped watching it you've put the stuff down you've moved away from whatever you were doing and you are concentrating 100 on these workers jamie you know i've seen jamie grow and develop over the years i've called her matches she's she's something isn't she she is something I've called Jamie's matches in the ring for UPW. I've seen her grow. I've seen her face off against Aisha Ray, uh, the Alpha, uh, the Amazon Aisha Ray in Dorchester in a street fight with, yeah. with on the road and, and stuff like that. You know, I've been chopped by Soraya Knight and by her mum, and I've never met Ruby Soho. But to see these three go out there. And for Soraya in one of her first big return matches since the neck. She looked great. She she didn't miss a beat. She was on it. And Ruby Soho looked good, worked great. And the ending, wow. Yeah. So Soraya, I mean, I've I've said it for many years. um, And and one of the reasons why I was very sad where, you know, it looked like her career was definitely over was I've always said she's an absolute natural. She was born to wrestle. Born to oh, yeah. wrestle, they, you know, yeah. she could have been doing so many other things, but it would never ever feel right. You know, she is a pro wrestler, and she is one of the best female uh, in ring competitors I've ever seen. Uh, and oh, without a doubt, without yeah, a doubt. Absolutely. the way Jamie Hater. I mean, I, I don't know her personally like you do, but seeing, but I've also seen her grow from what she's done in the Indies and so on in her career. She's really become a player. She oh, really has become a top, top, top. Uh, player Ruby Soho, obviously familiar uh, with her from you know uh, NXT, WWE, etc. Um, but yeah, that match was fantastic. Uh, and I have to say, it's really nice to be able to have to talk about two um pay per views, Wrestle Kingdom and here, and and be able to boast about how great the women's matches were. Uh, it's really great to, to be able to say that, and um. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see what's next for Jamie. 
the ending uh we will talk about now because it's significant yeah, yeah. ruby soho turning heel and joining soraya and tony storm but it was beautifully done, wasn't it? Because you just it didn't was. see it coming. You know, she sent Soraya out very carefully, I might add, out of the ring, uh, through that middle rope to the outside, took Tony yeah. Storm out. And then just as the arm was raising with Jamie, that kick took her out, then yeah. took Britt Baker out, and then the, the, the spray paint. The spray I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. No, uh, I, I didn't. Um you went with Ruby to pick this up, and I can understand why you went with that. I know you gave your reasons why. I almost went for Ruby because she needs that significant win. You know, she's been there a little while now, and she's had opportunities, and she's not picked that 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 key victory yet. And I felt very much like I said about, um, you know, House of Black, you know, with the trios. If you're going to pull the trigger on putting the title on them, you like it felt like it was then. Yeah. However, that's before... We saw yeah. the hill tilt, hill tilt yeah. coming. Now I can understand why not a little bit more. But I was a little surprised that Soraya, that they didn't go with Soraya with the fact that, you know, straight not. half the press that she's back. I'm not. I'm really not. I think it was a real clever spin having them yeah. pin Soraya. Because for what you've talked about then, and I completely agree with you, yeah. if they had pinned Ruby and then mm-hmm. it had been the heel turn, it wouldn't have made an impact, right? Jamie Hayter has now solidified herself as beating one of the best ever in Soraya. There's that, there's that bragging rights, right? It's it's significant for Jamie on that basis because it it was also, that was the third thing, you know, it's Soraya's made the comeback. She's really hot right now. We could put the title on her. Ruby's long overdue, needs that big win, put the title on her. We could go with that. Jamie Hayter, if she, if they, keep her to retain it proves and solidifies for me that aew are really pushing her they're really keen on her carrying that banner right now but it but it also squashes mm. any of the mongerers because the trolls because Absolutely. bear in mind everybody thought she was brit baker's bitch right yeah. that that's what it was you know she didn't deserve it it was brit baker it was all mm. brit baker's lucky that was a storyline she was going to drop it it may happen it may happen down the line You've now got this originals versus outsiders storyline, and she is an integral part of this. And, you know, we talked last week about Mercedes Monet potentially coming coming into AEW and Soraya wanting to come in. I'm not jumping up and down for joy with that. I'm not really bothered if she comes in or not at the moment, because Mm -hmm. I think that will take away from this storyline. This storyline for the women is one of the best things that that women's division has had in AEW in recent memory. Yes. Oh, 100%. It makes you wonder who they, who's the, who's going to be the third of the originals to sort of level up the playing field. Would they go with someone like Rio or, you know? Maybe. But what I yeah. thought, maybe it could be Nyla Rose. I mean, could she's, be. or Jade Cargill. She, she's deserving oh. of, a, of a face turn somewhere along the line. Yeah. What, what I thought was really fascinating about this was how they sold the heel turn. They Mm. put Ruby Soho, the way this was called, on the same level as Hogan at Bash of the Beach. Yes. It had an element of that that feel, didn't it? Obviously, the only significant difference was Hogan was like the biggest face star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
time, whereas Ruby's not that and not taking anything away from Ruby. But, you know, the star power is just night and day because of the times probably as well. Um, and, and obviously, you know, Hogan was already a legend by the time he was in WCW yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. um, but it had that element of feel, didn't it, of Bash at the Beach 96. It had that, um, you know, that, that little uh, feel to it. Well, and yeah. it was brilliantly done. You and I both know that a commentator's job is to put a storyline and put a talent over, right? Absolutely. And whether or not you think Jim Ross or Taz or Excalibur or Tony Schiavone have still got it, what that commentary team did in that moment with that match was made a star. Yeah. They made Jamie Hayter a star and they made Ruby Soho a star yeah. in the way it was called. This is this is something which I... I, I, I talk to people a lot about the commentary and as you know uh, you know sometimes when i'm i do commentary say for example ukpw or wherever sometimes i say to the talent you know i say is there anything specific you want us to to, to mention on commentary uh help because we're telling your story you're doing it visually we are telling the story that you are playing out in that ring we yeah. want you to to come across as best as you can yeah. and we want to do you just do that justice and that commentary team last night at revolution did exactly that and i do like the fact it's now split in two so you've got jim ross for half of it and tony Giovanni yeah. for the other half of it yes so i think it's great but yeah they sold it i'm really it, what this pay-per-view has done especially this match is piqued my interest now towards uh dynamite one other thing that's piqued my, my interest towards dynamite and we didn't touch on it in the tag team match was the return of FTR. Oh, yes. Now, how important is that and how significant is that? Because we know their deals are coming well, up. I have some breaking well, news for you. Go for yes, it. the breaking news is it was a work. Of course it was. FTR have locked in to long-term agreements with AEW. They're back. They are back. Yeah, I, I can I can see I can see why. I mean, I, I did think when all this talk about them going back to WWE and things, I, I do believe that they're on good terms with WWE now. I I, I think I believe that there is that element. Of they're they're on good terms with Triple H. Yeah. Yes, right. Let's um, let, let's not mince it. They're on good words no. with Triple H. Yeah, of course. Um, but Triple H is t essentially WWE right now. So yeah. you know. Um, I always look at the state of the tag team division in WWE uh, at, at you know each moment when these deals are coming up and that. I think it's better than what it has been, but I still don't think it's competitive enough to have a team like FTR there which would satisfy them. No. That's the problem. No, I agree. Um, whereas Triple, where Triple H's during under his stewardship since SummerSlam last year, we've seen him um, try and bring prestige back to the Intercontinental Championship, the United States Championship as well. I want him to do the same for the Tag Team Championships. I, I you know, I, I do, and I want him to bring back Tag Team Wrestling because I, I, I really, you know, we, we, we were so, so spoiled from, you know, the eighties through the Attitude Era to even the, the mid to, to late 2000s with fantastic tag team wrestling. We had mm. some great teams over the years. And then there's been that period since where it's never quite got back got to 
you know, to, to being a main thing. A lot of people don't talk about tag team wrestling in WWE these days. It's really frustrating. But, you know, I, we can only hope. We can only hope. Well, all we know is they're back. So Absolutely. I'm good to, I, good to see them back as well because I love FTR. I think they're yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I don't like the podcast, but that's <laughs> no, a different story. <laughs> no, and no for anyone out there thinking, oh, they just put down FTR's podcast on their own podcast. We're not doing that. I don't want to be dealing with uh, with them two guys. <laughs> so, no, no, no. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it, it's just a personal comment. I don't like it. I like a lot of wrestling podcasts. I don't like Dax Harwood on, on the FTR cast, but that's different. Right, so two matches left at Revolution. <clears throat> the Texas Death match, Hangman Adam Page yes. versus John Moxley. If you want to see a match that's full of barbed wire, that's full of blood, that's full of death-defying stunts, that's a little bit OTT, and as maybe a bit too red for some people, this go is the match you want to go watch. Death matches. This was a death match from the 80s and the 90s. Yes, and that's what made it work and what made it enjoyable. Uh, I said on the last episode when we did the preview, um, it was going to be violent. It was, it delivered and then some, but that's, it, that's the key thing. It was an eighties, nineties death match. It, that's, that's what I think made it work. It could have been just blood and, you know, using foreign objects and barbed wire and that for the sake of it. But I, there was just something about the way it, it played out for me was kind of like, I'm really enjoying this. This this is kind of a bit what we expected, but quite not what I expected. You know, yeah. it, it felt like a proper, yeah. you know, death match yeah. um, minus C four. Uh, but let, let's finish. <laughs> do we trust the AEW with explosions after what happened the last time? I don't know. Who knows? But you know, it was it but was yeah, it, it, it delivered. It was solid. It was it solid. Was, it was a great match, and, and I would recommend there's about four matches on this card to actually go out of your way and watch, and this is one of them. This, mm -hmm. the women's triple, the trios match, and the next match, the world title, 60-minute Iron Man match, MJF defending against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. In a, in a match that, I think if you were a wrestling fan not doing a show like this, would have been the match that you would have been crying for. It was like, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. As, as smart fans, inverted commas, as people that, you know, have been involved in the business and stuff like that, this is the one match that I, could, that I couldn't personally get bought into because I could see the end result. Yeah. However, I take everything back. This was tremendous. It went into sudden death. It went into overtime. We about had seven minutes, wasn't it? It was about seven, seven minutes, minutes yeah. yeah. It went, I think the end result, if I remember right, was 4-3 to MJF. Yeah. 4-3 in a 60-man, 60-minute Ironman match. Yeah. Right? And they took it. But MJF yeah. solidified his position, I think, at the top of the tier. Uh, in, he in had a point the previous time, because a lot of people did actually say... Um, they didn't think an Ironman match was would like MJF could really no. really like, stand out in, a, in an Ironman no. match. Um, I was one of them. I was one of them, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think they, you know, there would be that element of scepticism in that. I think a lot of people would be rightly so because it's it's unknown territory to see him in, you know, uh, to go that long um, in, in a match. Um, uh, just to touch on, uh, before I carry on as well, regarding the Texas Death match, um, it was Adam Page that won. Um, yes, it was. The overall result. Uh, you went with Mox, John Moxley. I went with Page. Um, Page has got a new entrance theme. Um, which are quite like, like, by the way. Oh, okay, you know, I, like, yeah. I, I like it. His previous one was brilliant, but I, 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 I quite like this one. It's I think it just takes a bit of getting used to. I prefer yeah. the old one, but then that's Hangman Page from Ring of Honor. That's what I know of Hangman Page. So this will take a bit of getting used Absolutely. Warm. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, now uh, we were expecting to see Moxley take a bit of time out now. Um, God, he well needs deserved. it. <laughs> yeah, well deserved. <laughs> Fair play to John Moxley there. Uh, but yeah, um, going back to NJF and Brian Danielson. Um, it delivered. It wasn't the sort of Iron Man match that I think people may have expected. They, you know, uh, it was violent. The tombstone on the broker table. That was. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, almost winced a little bit watching that. Yeah. And MJF. Uh, it's it's been doing the rounds on social media. <laughs> in, a, in a young kid's face now. <laughs> the update on that was it wasn't water, it was tequila. Oh, that is why it was such why it ended up being such an issue. And uh, MJF apparently didn't know. Um, AEW were not happy, re reportedly very, very annoyed with MJF for doing that. He was like, Oh, it's just water. Went, no, it was tequila. Hence why the child got so upset and ended up having a little bit of a personal meet and greet with some of the, the talent and uh, getting a little bit of merch. Um, so and the parents got yeah. paid off a little bit, I'd imagine, as well. Well, there you go. So, um, but it's I, MJF being a, a, a dick and doing what MJF does, which I, is so brilliant. But yeah, that I was apparently heard that. I heard, yeah, I, no, obviously, I, I, knew I, about, I knew about the spot, I didn't realize it was tequila. Because yeah. I don't know what type of person this this makes me sound to be, but when yeah. he did that, I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting for official confirmation. But all the reports have done an update saying that apparently it was tequila. The reports coming out was it was tequila, not water. So mm, I okay, I, I I don't know what this says about me, and uh, but I laughed my head off when I saw that. I thought it was hilarious. I was it just like, was that's like, the type it reminded me of um, remember when Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man, used to yeah. do the with the kid with the basketball, yeah, and he was like, he dribbled it so many times and that, and I'll, I'll give yeah. you like hundred dollars or two hundred bucks, and then he kicks it away just before he gets to it. But it's like you know, as when we play heels, what's the one thing we want to do? Get under the skin and piss people yeah. off. Yeah, and hey, yeah, that's the type doing, of thing you do. Absolutely, I mean, doing Kieran Cross for the short period of time I did in EWE, my my thing was you know. I want them to hate me. And for me to, in my last um, appearance, to get a, um, well, my second to last appearance, to get a na 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 na, hey, 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 goodbye chant by the entire building, yeah. to me was like, you've done your job. And I was like, oh, okay. I, 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 I love the heat. You know, yeah, you can hear brilliant. people throwing insults at you, and I'm like, yeah, just keep coming. Yeah. And you thrive off of it. And that is what MJF, what I love about him is he does not care. He does not he care. No, love it. Love it. Well, that's made my night because I didn't realize it was tequila. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, yeah apparently it was tequila. So, um, yeah, that's uh, okay. But, well, um, then. Let's go to the yeah. Prediction League. So the Prediction League, uh, we all chose MJF, and quite rightly yeah. so, because I don't think we saw 
uh, we could see Brian Danielson walking out. I no. do think it's Adam Cole next in the title yes. picture. Or yeah. if it's not Adam Cole, I think Kenny Omega will get a run, but not mm. to win the belt. Um, no, 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 no. It's Omega or, or Page. I think Moxley's out. Now, that brings us on to the Prediction League update. Are you ready? So, for this pay-per-view, now bear in mind that we didn't predict Jack Perry, Christian Cage. Okay? No, and just to throw in there, very quickly, um, we were doing the bonus point uh, on to call what the score was going to be. You went with, I think, a... Uh, 2-1. 2-1. I went with a 2-1, uh, but I said I could see it maybe being a 1-0, but a 2-1. It was neither anyway, so... Don't, don't get a point it. for that. <laughs> so, Stefan, you yes. walked away with four points. Yeah. I walked away with three points. So, mm -hmm. Stefan won a pay-per-view. How does that impact the overall standings? It's very close. Stefan, you have 15. I have 16. So I am still Ooh, in the lead, but yeah. only by one. And now when you consider the next pay-per-view that we're going to be predicting is WrestleMania 39. There's lots points. of points. <laughs> Crap. And Stand and Deliver NXT. Mm-hmm it can all change in the space of three days. So that's Absolutely. where we are at the moment. 16 place 15. I'm still in the lead only by one, but well done. That was a really close call. And a, and a it really was, yeah. Finish. I mean, I, I kind of wish I'd followed my, my, my head on a few of those, you know, for example, the, the Wardlow one in particular, because I, I just, I, I, I knew Wardlow as well. I just, Thought it was just too you, predictable. That was all. You would have, you would have been in drawn. We would have been drawn now if you'd gone yeah, before. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And so, also the Ricky Starts Jericho one, I was a bit... Yeah, I mean, you could have been in the lead yeah, if you'd done that. We'll see. I think as it pans out for the next ones, and that's a lot of points to go for. Anyway. Right, let's let's wrap up Revolution, because it was a fascinating paper. Yeah. You really enjoyed but What would you give it out of 10? Uh, as I said earlier, I'll give it a oh, 9. Yeah, yeah 9. Give it a 9. I think I'm a nine to a nine point five. I thought it was a yeah. really good pay per view. Some standout matches. If you haven't seen it, them, go it, away and watch. Yeah, it. it's been my favourite since I think. I think was it All Out when yeah. MJF and CM Punk did the main yeah. event and yeah. Punk come out to the Misery um, Cantare from Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor days and that. Yeah. All, all I hope now is they don't bugger it up on Dynamite and they keep the momentum going. Yeah, because this is a great momentum builder for them. Absolutely. Really is. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking all things news. We'll see you after this. News line. That really does sound like a 90s sitcom. I don't know why. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to kick off the news line with news on Chris Jericho. The Oco recently appeared on the InClick podcast to hype up last night's showdown with Ricky Starks. He said during the chat how he has res the respect of the locker room due to his 32-year experience in the business. So one of the things that he mentioned was how he is looked at at a locker room leader. He said, and I quote, pro wrestling is pro wrestling. There's always going to be pros and cons. What I can do now after 32 years on the job is have the respect of the locker room because I give respect to everybody. Everybody put the puts on a pair of boots I respect. I don't care if it's your first match or your 1,000th match. I respect you. 
He said he relishes playing the middleman. He said, I enjoy that role. I enjoy being the middle person. Sometimes people need to hear, shut up and do it. Okay, there are terms and advice and words that I've learned, but like we work for somebody. If you work at any job ever in the world today, sometimes you're going to have to do stuff that you don't want to do. So going back to what we were talking about in segment one, in terms of revolution, this this to me does sound like Jericho laying the foundations for a for an agent role or a producer role or Absolutely. something back in the office at AEW. Yeah, I mean, we, we like I mentioned earlier in the first segment about how you know he's nothing left to prove. He's done it all. It, he's done it all in terms of his in-ring career, but the amount of experience and knowledge he's probably picked up, uh, you know, from behind-the-scene roles during this, you know, his, his career probably sets him up to be a, a very, very valuable asset to have working behind the scenes. Absolutely. Now, one other person who is an asset within any company that they work for, whether or not it's in the ring, behind the scenes, or on podcast, is Matt Cardona. Now, the oh, former yeah. WWE superstar has been killing it since he was released from the company back in 2020 due to COVID cuts. He's had runs as the GCW World Heavyweight Champion, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and the um, Impact Digital Media champion yeah at one point cardona actually held several different titles at once which is why he is now trademarked the term the indie god and that's why it plays well in the scenario but i can see this working well for another reason yeah it's been reported and it's been rumored that he is on the way back to wwe right we know they didn't do they didn't let him have the trademark for zach Ryder. But imagine if Matt Cardona comes back in as the indie god. And he he basically walks in, screw all you WWE universe, you turned your back on me. You didn't care if I was in the company. I have gone out and I have made my name for myself. I've done this, I've done that. And he brings that same attitude that he has on the indie scene into WWE. This, This could be that main event run attitude that Matt Cardona needs in WWE. I'm, I'm pretty sure he said very recently that if he was to go back to WWE, he wants to go back as Matt Cardona yeah. and not as Zack Ryder, yeah. uh, which is fair enough. Um, I could see his return being linked to Chelsea Green uh, because, as we know, Chelsea Green, since her return, she's now been like, doing this almost like a Karen gimmick. She's, she's, she's always complaining, yeah. uh, I'll contact your manager, this, all this and everything like that. I could actually see his return being tied into something to do with Chelsea not being unhappy and saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going to bring someone in to deal with such a set or one. I could see that. But, you know, Matt Cardona's release from WWE is probably the best thing that ever happened to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, as we say, the Galloway effect that I was saying, you know, it's that you, you get your release, you go do all the indies, you reinvent yourself, you um, you prove that, you know, what worker you are, uh, you know, that what you can do on the indies, go around and you build your, your yourself up and your resume up, um, you know, again, uh, to even much mm. more than what it was before. And that's also a good way to gain popularity. And then obviously if you're really hot, normally if you're hot on the indies, WWE at least take a look at you. You've so, got to admit, you've got to think they have taken a look at Matt Cardona. Oh, back. absolutely. You, you uh, I mean, they've reached out and re-signed Chelsea Green. I mean, they've got to have 
you know, I mean, an interest in, in that on in Cardona. If, if you were Matt Cardona, there is no way you would want to go back to WWE this side of Mania. You would want to return, as, as weird as it sounds, because you think WrestleMania is the pinnacle, but we all know what that Monday is like after Raw. On, on Raw. You want to go back to WWE on that mm. Monday. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think there, there's been the odd uh, rules after been the Mania odd that really have been. Last year's was dire. I, I've got to throw that out there. Last year's yeah, night, Raw after Mania was dire. They didn't really do anything, was. but nine out of ten of them, I mean, that's where you get moments like Soraya debuting and winning yeah. the Divas Championship from AJ Lee, the cash-in for Seth Rollins winning the the world, uh, the Miz winning the world title, mm-hmm. Batista winning the world title on Raw's after Mania, yeah. the chance, everything. There is there oh. is an atmosphere which, okay, wasn't there. <laughs> you watch. Last year it wasn't there. This year, because you're not there, it's going to be a fantastic show. The fact that it's in LA, yeah, more than likely. The fact that it's in LA, um, I, I think. Yeah, it's no, I mean, it's just last year, it was just like, I mean, there was obviously Cody's return. There was um, Omos and um, MVP turning on Lashley. Uh, I think one of the main events was uh, Bron Breaker defeated Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title again. Um, and uh, that was it. And Roman Reigns come out with the bloodline because he had just beaten Lesnar and got both his titles. And it was that, you know, acknowledge me. And that was about it. You yeah, know, was, it was very was nothing. No. Yeah. And even the SmackDown the, uh, on the Friday was all absolutely God awful. It really was. Well, um, we, but yeah, we'll be talking more Car- about WrestleMania as we get closer to it. Cause that yeah. whole Car- WrestleMania. Cardona. Yeah. Cardona's an asset now. And uh, you know, and, He's um he he really is. I mean, I, I met him briefly when he was that rider years back. I met him very, very briefly. I didn't get a pick with him, but it was a quick hello and all this lot. And uh, and then I met him again in Dallas with along with Brian Myers, Chelsea Green, and that and you could tell he's a different, very different person. The confidence is oozing off of him now. And uh, you know, and again, as I said, he's a great worker. I, I, I I'd love to see him back, but I would love to see him back as Matt Cardona and not that rider. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's I, Bray Wyatt has said the fiend is dead. I think Matt Cardona will confirm yeah. that that Zach Ryder has said. What well, I, I was chuckling earlier on when you made a comment about coming in with Chelsea Green, um, because there was a Twitter war happening between some fans and Matt Cardona in respect of Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, Matt Cardona said, well, I see her naked every night. So who's the winner? And was, I, I just thought it was a classic. You know, you wouldn't have You're seen not that. Beat yeah, well, no. But also, you wouldn't have got Matt Ryder from five years ago saying that comment. But one of the things that we do know that's coming up in WrestleMania is normally championship gold. And it's rumored that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were originally planned to to challenge damage control for the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania 39. But then, as we know, this past week on Raw, the titles were put on Becky Lynch and WWE Hall of Famer Lita. It's believed that WrestleMania will now feature a triple threat between Baszler and Rousey, Lynch and Lita, and possibly... Kai and Sky. That should have been the name of the tag team, not Damage Control. Kai, Kai Sky. Kai and Sky. Ah! Kai and Sky. Kai, Kai and Sky. Kai and Ty. Kai and Sky, managed by uh, Choppy Choppy. Um, 
regardless of what has happened, it was reported this week that twists and turns are planned for the titles and the story surrounding the chase for the belts with the aforementioned teams, plus Bailey and Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. In an update, a new report from the Wrestling Observer notes that the original plan had Rousey and Baszler leaving LA with the women's tag team titles. So it, it it's going to be intriguing. I'm kind of glad in a way that they don't have Rousey in a one-on-one main event. I like this tandem she's doing with Shayna Baszler at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think this is the best work that Ronda Rousey's done in a very long time. Well, it's kind of like a watered-down version of the the four four horsewomen thing when it of MMA when it you know with yeah. Maria Shafir, Marina Shafir and uh, Jasmine Duke when it that was supposed to have been the we 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 were thought we were actually going to get the four women of MMA, four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen horse of WWE, women. you know, and that never materialised. I mean, you know, I'm not going to dump on anybody, but for some, for whatever reason, Jasmine Duke just didn't seem to really uh, uh, pick it up. It just, it just didn't well, seem to work, but. It's a tricky thing to pick up though, isn't it? I mean, you know, you either, you either get it or you don't. You've got to have the time. Yeah. You've got to be safe in the ring. Taking a bump is not, a usual thing to do it's it's all right saying oh you're an mma you get ground and pound all the time that's legit to to sit to stand there and throw yourself backwards onto a Mm. ring which is pretty much made of wood and metal and spring and it's all about timing as well you know i mean how many people have turned around said wrestling is like a dance you have your dance partner it's all about timing you've got to be in sync with each other you know that is very different than you know going uh, at your opponent with a legit purpose that literally incapacitate and make them tap out or, or beat them until they're knocked out. And you know, it's a very different thing. And let's also say, you know, we all know that wrestling is choreographed. Yeah, we know the spots that are going to happen when they're going to happen. We're not breaking kayfabe here. Everybody knows that. No. MMA, you don't get that. So to remember the script order of what you've got to do and how you've got to cut, it isn't for everybody. So I think anyone who critiques and criticizes Jessamine Duke for how she failed to pick it up, I'm not saying you did, yeah. by the way, but no. you know, unless you've actually set foot in the squared circle or you've been involved in the business or you've been involved in creative or you've been involved in the ring, you really can't comment. Absolutely. No, you know? absolutely. I, I mean, I don't, I would have liked to have seen her you know, maybe have had more time training, you know, to get there. But even people who train, they still sometimes just don't get it. They still just can't for whatever reason. That's no fault of their own. Sometimes they just can't. Well, but, even legends of the business, like the Nasty Boys can't work properly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, absolutely. But one uh, person, one person we know who can work properly because he says so. He is a national treasure, after all, is Nick Aldis, and he wants to work with some of the big boys. So Nick Aldis went on an interview on the AJ Awesome show this past week where he dropped names like Brian Danielson, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther as opponents he would love to face. The national mm-hmm. treasure said in respect of Brian Danielson, I've never wrestled him in a singles match. We actually did some tag matches a long time ago when I was like a complete rookie, but that was my first year in England. He is as far as sort of in in ring performer, cream of the crop. He said he thinks that he would make a good opponent for Roman Reigns. Um, I could suppose an interesting contrast of character to him and from a sort of credibility standpoint and size standpoint and personality standpoint, I think that I match up well with guys like him. He says that he and Gunther 
could make a compelling story. Gunther is a name that gets thrown out a lot, and I know that he was very complimentary of NWA power when we first started. Uh, I was always very grateful to him for being gracious about that, and now seeing you know what he's sort of involved into, you sort of look at it and think that would be a compelling match with the right circumstances. So Nick Aldis, free agent, He's just throwing anything out there at the moment to see what sticks. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy's talent, you know, I know there was the rumour that he could be WWE bound, maybe have appeared in the Royal Rumble. I know that you're, you know, relatively keen on seeing him have a run in WWE. Um, it will be interesting to see um, where he goes next. I'm still not convinced he'll go to WWE. I just I just don't know how I picture him in WWE. Um, that's just because I'm going by the way WWE is. Um, in in fairness know, to Nick, I I, yeah, I think in fairness to Nick, I can see him more now in Impact than yeah than in WWE, and that's and for God's sake, God, that is not a knock on Impact Wrestling. Or, oh no, no, Impact Impact's great. We, we talk, we we hyped up. We say about their 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 product at the moment. You know, um, all it needs is a bit is a larger audience and a, and a bigger. Um, get out there to people yeah. to see yeah. impacts doing really really well and it, it, you know i could see him back there but i mean you you look at someone like bully ray who's come back into impact and really kind of restarted his career but matches against the kind like chris bay like josh alexander like eddie edwards like i mean they're matches that we may have seen before already in, in some sort of tag action, but mm. that you talk about different personalities and you talk about Matt Cardona being a different person. Nick Aldis yeah. is different now to when he was an impact. Okay. And Absolutely. Definitely. In that first run yeah. with Brutus, as Brutus Magnus. Yeah. So for me, I'm all about Nick Aldis going back to what to impact maybe all elite. But again, I think the mm. roster is so stacked with all elite that he would be another case of in and lost. I could say ring of honor. Everybody could go to Ring of Honor. Then they've got a stacked roster. But I don't know if WWE is is the right place for for the national treasure. Exactly. But I'd like to see it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But talking of impact, Taya Valkyrie, someone who was a guest uh, on Squared Circle podcast recently, check out um, the interview that I did. That was lucky to do with her. Um, Really enjoyable. Um, The speculation saying, according to uh, a report from PW Insider. They said that there's belief within Impact that Terry Valkyrie is finishing up with a company soon. There has been heavy interest from other companies as of late, which are expected to be, of course, AEW and WWE. It was speculated that Valkyrie may end up signing with AEW over WWE after her WWE NXT run as Frankie Monet did not go so, so well. The run only lasted from February 14th to November 4th, 2021, while many were shot that when Valkyrie was released as part of the COVID-19 budget cuts. The release did not come as a surprise to others due to how she was booked when WWE had her on the roster. Valkyrie is also the current AAA Rena de Rinas uh, champion and the inaugural MLW World Women's Featherweight Champion. She won the AAA title on April 13th of last year and won the MLW title on May 13th of last year. But the bout did not air until June 16th. So Valkyrie would likely need to drop those titles first if she returns to WWE, but it is possible she could continue her AAA reign if she signed with AEW. Right, I've, so, got, it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. What? This is what's going to happen. Taya yeah. Valkyrie is going yeah. to sign with New Japan. Yeah. She's then going to go into a tag team with Mercedes Monet. Monet. As, as it's all about the Monet. Monet. 
Pat, I'm going to give this to you because that is actually, to be fair, quite good and very quick off the mark. I will give that to you. Um, yeah. Um, I'm here enough. every week. <laughs> Don't see that happening, but I'll give you that. I'll give you props for that one. Um, that's very interesting um, because obviously, you know, the, the interview that I did with her was obviously, you know, a few, a few months ago now. It was uh, in the lead up to Christmas, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, obviously a lot can happen between now and then. Um, it's kind of, I'm a little bit gutted now that I can't actually just say, okay, give us a few thoughts on about your future. Um, but that is very interesting. I, I, I could see her in WWE again because of things have changed. And I do think she would probably be booked as a powerhouse. Uh, I actually don't think she would go into NXT. I don't think working with the likes of Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, and that, I think she's too powerful for them. Uh, if, if, you know, she doesn't quite fit there. I would, however, put her on the main roster. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the Frankie, Mo going back to the Frankie Monet name, um, but she reminds me, when I look at Taya Valkyrie, she reminds me of, there's an element of Beth Phoenix about her. Mm. That yeah, Glamazonian like persona, that that build she's got, that build about her. Um, I could see it working and her having a better run in WWE now than what she did back then. Um, but I think AEW may most likely be the place out if it was out of those two. I, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised she's she's considering leaving Impact because she's having. Oh, yeah, you know, she's, having, she's a having a great, great run, time. great great run at Impact. You you've mentioned there about the AAA, the MLW. You wouldn't get that in WWE. I think no. she's got more freedom as as that report stated to work AEW and still be able to do other bits and pieces. Um, yeah. I think take the name Frankie Monet for a second. I don't actually think it would be much of a problem for her to go back as the Frankie Monet name. And the reason being is because I don't think many people would have seen her in NXT. So really it would be a re-debut, yeah. right? I think that's the unfortunate situation of it. However, I don't think she's the right person to go on the main roster okay. for WWE. I think I think she would get lost in the shuffle. You know, you you've got to think the main roster of WWE revolves around Bailey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, mm -hmm. and soon Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. It's those I'd love to see her go up against Rhea. Oh yeah, so would I. But it's those five women. That's what this women's mm. division revolves around, right? Yeah. So you've then got to get Valkyrie into the upper echelon. You've already got people like Tegan Knox, you've got Natalia, you've got Tamina, you've got the Glamazon, you've got um, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, you've got Shotzi Blackheart. All of these women in the, in the mid card that are not getting the chance to go up into that upper echelon, and they could. However, if you put, if you flip that and go to all the lead, and what we talked about earlier on with the originals versus the outsiders, mm -hmm. there is scope. And I think she is. could yeah. come in yeah. and I think she could do really well. And we know that she's got a good relationship with Britt Baker outside. I'm just going to throw in that. I'll never get used to someone keep reminding me that Tamina's still in WWE. Just, <laughs> she, she, she appears and then she's gone for like six months and then she appears and then she's yeah. gone for like three months and then she appears. I don't quite get that. I, I don't quite get that whole shtick when 
people have been released for being used way more than Tamina and doing more uh, than Tamina. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, family. it's a strange one. It's family. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the last news report for this week is actually concerning the upcoming WWE 2K2023 mm. video game, which comes out uh, if you pre-order it and you order the Deluxe or the Icon Edition on March 14th, or for all other players, comes out on March the 17th. Now, one of the most exciting things about a WWE release, apart from being able to play the new game, is to know <coughs> what the downloadable content is going to be. Just before we went on air tonight, it was broke. T um, THQ? 2K Games, even, not THQ. 2K Games announced the following, and we're going to put the graphic up on screen now. The season pass content has yep. been unveiled. Now, on screen, you will see just some of the characters. Eve Torres, Wade Barrett, that looks like it's the the Nexus Barrett, not even Bad News Barrett. Uh, Rick and Scott, the Steiner brothers, and Zeus. So what are we going to get? Well, we're going to be getting several different packs. The first one that will be released on the 19th of April is called Steiner Row Pack. That's going to feature Rick and Scott Steiner from their tag team days. It's also going to feature Top Dollar, Ashante Adonis, and BFAB as a manager only, not a playable superstar. So Hit Row are in the game. Anyone on excited about that? Uh, what, Hit Row being in the game? Yeah, not, not this Hit Row. No. no, not, no I'm, I'm excited no. for the Steiner Brothers. Yes, and as I pointed out off air, I know that already people are unhappy because there's no sign of big pump a pump version as well. Uh, people just um, need to be happy with what they got, for God's sake. Exactly, yeah. Now, following month, on the 17th of May, it's going to be the Pretty Sweet Pack. I love the name of this this one. This is brilliant. It, it's, it's great. It's, 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 it's a great one. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll read the ones out for this one because we've, we've got the Good Brothers. We've got Carl Anderson and... Luke Gallows uh, in there. Um, they're, they're finally coming back in after missing out since uh, they were taking that last one because they, they were no longer in WWE. Tiffany Stratton. Well, my next That's an two, interesting that, one. That, that is a, I think quite a lot of people are going to be happy about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do think she's brilliant. And yes, boys, my favourite guys. My my guys, my guys, I, I, I love the, what they're doing in NXT. Um because I was concerned when they said that NXT UK was shutting, was closing down, uh, and, and I love it. You heard it here, people. Pretty deadly. Elton Prince and Kit Wilson are in the DLC. They're going in to 2K23. I cannot wait. I yeah, I I can't. I'm genuinely surprised. Don't get me wrong. I think the tag team is brilliant. I don't know them. I know you know. Uh, I know you know them personally. I don't know them, but uh, I'm surprised they're in DLC. But I'm all for it. Pretty deadly versus the New Day in a War Games match. Yeah, I'm up for that. My uh, disappointment is they didn't do a pack with them, and they didn't put Gallus in. I would have loved to have had Gallus go in. Yeah, I would have loved Gallus to have made it as well. That would have been fantastic because I love like seeing. I love all the things they're doing yeah. now in NXT with Gallus and. Uh, pretty deadly carrying on over from yeah. their beef that they had in NXT UK. That's the only cool. question is, pretty deadly. I wonder what ring attire they, what, what attire they're going to have uh, for the game. Oh god, 
<laughs> but yeah, Coming throw up. us out the next pack then, Andy. The next pack is called The Race to NXT. That's released on the 14th of June. That features, surprisingly, NXT characters, Ivy Neal, Wendy Chu, Tony D'Angelo, Trick Williams, and get this, Harley Race, the legend. Now, I'm quite looking forward to having Harley Race in the game, I must admit. I mean, he is a certifiable legend. Uh, next up it is... It would be good, wouldn't it? Because I don't, I can't remember the last time we had Harley Race in a... In a uh... Video the game. last time I think we had, I think it was either All Stars or it was Legends of WrestleMania. I it, don't it was one it was of those, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's an interesting one to throw in there, isn't it? As well, when you look at the other legends and that in the game. Well, the interesting one I think is coming up next because on the nineteenth yeah. of July is when our next pack is coming out. This is called Revel with Wyatt. Um, it features Bray Wyatt. It features Valhalla. Who, of course, is the manager? The manager, the manager of the Viking Raiders, uh, Sarah Logan, Joe Gacy. But not the manager only. That's interesting. No, we know Sarah character. Logan, but she's not really. She's not wrestled really since she's no. come back. No. So that's well, an interesting one. There we go. Joe Gacy and Blair Davenport um, is going to be in this one. But the interesting one here is yeah. Zeus. Now, yeah. Now. I know because you've seen if you've seen the trailer, you will know there's an 80s Hulk Hogan in the game. So let's be honest. I'm gonna ask the question now. Who is gonna be recreating No Holes Bard between Hulk Hogan and Zeus? Uh, I've 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 got my rip t shirt uh, still, my, my rip from oh. the movie. That, are we gonna see the community creations uh, change the attire for Hogan and get the old uh, of course we are um, get the old rip em. Yeah, of course we are. It's got to be done, right? It's got to be oh. done. The I wonder last... if it's Danny's eye that turns it his lazy eye. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's next generation consoles. Who knows? Uh, the, the last pack is going to be released on the 16th yeah. of August. It's called Bad News You. Uh, that's going to feature Eve Torres, Damon Kemp, Andre Chase, um, Nathan Fraser, and Wade Barrett. Yeah. Now, what they haven't said here is whether or not this is Bad News Barrett. Or is it going to be Wade Barrett from the Nexus? But now, have a look at this image that was released earlier on, and we've already yeah. shown this once before. If you look at that Wade Barrett character, that mm -hmm. to me is Nexus Wade Barrett. That that is a bad the armband, unless the armband's yeah. hidden behind. Because I can't remember what army had it on. Um, that looks to me like um, just after Nexus Wade Barrett, before he was Bad News Barrett, but slightly after the nexus and the core because it was the nexus then the core wasn't it yeah um it was the nexus then the new nexus then the core um we we had that <laughs> didn't we um so yeah that'll that'll be an interesting one but it's good to have barrett back in the game um but for also those who are looking at potentially pre-ordering the season pass uh ordering the season pass not only did you get those wonderful uh and slightly strange uh dlc packs that andy and i've gone through um you also get the my rise mega boost with 200 additional attribute points a supercharger that unlocks all base game wwe legends and features the uh, all of those packs on top of that as well but it's notably that you can actually purchase the packs, the DLC packs individually, if you only want to pick up uh, a selection of those that take your fancy. So, um, as you, you can every year. Now, Absolutely. I believe that both, uh, I've got it ordered. I think, I think you've got it ordered as well. Have you? Uh, so, I think 
at some point in the next couple of weeks, bear in mind, I am not here, but at some point in the couple of weeks, we will do a live game test of WWE <laughs> 2K23. Yeah. So let us know what matches you want us to do and recreate right here on the squared circle. Um, the only, my only disappointment about this game so far, and bear in mind, it's not even out yet. And it's not because Big Papa Pump is not in the game. I think they've missed a trick this year by not putting in the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, I mean, he though he has been in quite a few in recent memory. Um, but the thing is, as well, is that they um, they they went for very old Dusty Rhodes um, mostly, didn't they? They went for mm. uh, before the polka polka dots. Um, so yeah, that is, that is a strange one, isn't it? I mean, for those people who like to do the fantasy bookings and, and include the legends on their rosters, put in father and son as a team as well. And things well, like just, that, you know, you just think with Cody Rhodes coming back in and being in the game for the first time in years, yeah. well, they would do it. Uh, pro wrestling Dorset on uh, YouTube. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. The DLC will make you lose hours on the game. Yes, it will. Agreed. Of course, Pro Wrestle Dorset, uh, the company that we're going to be working for in November. Uh, more details. I know nothing about this. <laughs> Get used to it, mate, because you're reporting to me. Uh, right. That's it for the news yeah. this week, except for one thing. Who am I? Now, this is my turn yeah. this week. So, who, if you've never played Who Am I before, it's very simple. Five clues. They go from hard to really, really, really stupidly easy by the time you get to the last one. If you can get it earlier on, great. So, Stefan, are you ready? Mm. I was born on I was born on May the fourth, nineteen eighty-four. Right. Next. I made my debut in two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Yep. Debut in two thousand and four. Debut two thousand and four. What year did you say they were born? Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. So they'd be twenty. So by the twenty time years old. Okay, go for the next one. So they do start getting progressively easier from now. I am right. a former Shikara Young Lions Cup winner. Oh, bugger. Um, no, that's not him. No, I know it's not it. Oh, Shikara. Was it the Shikara Cup? Young Lions Cup winner. Young Lions Cup. Oh, I know this. I'm trying to think. If you um, don't get it on the next clue, there's a problem. They're in AEW. Or Are Ring of Honor. Are they? I don't know. I'm going to go with Wheeler Utah. No. Okay. Your next, do you want your next clue? Really you, I'm sure Wheeler we, Utah's... Uh... Do you want your next clue? You you will get it no. after this. I can pretty much guarantee you, you'll get it after no, this. No, no, no. I just, I'm trying to think. I'm trying Come to on, think. We've only got a limited amount of time left on the show. Oh, stop it, will you? Oh, for crying out loud. No, it's not no, that go on. Yeah, go on. I have some best friends in wrestling. Oh, for crying out 
terrible. You still haven't got it though. You've got a one in four chance of getting it right. I know, I know who it is, but I'm, 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 oh, I'm having a brain fart. All right, do you want your last clue? I cannot believe we've got to the last clue. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm trying to think. It's, it's Cassidy, isn't it? Are you sure? Is that your final answer? Is it Cassidy? It's either going to be Cassidy. Is it, is it Danhausen? Is it? No, it's not Danhausen. Is it Trent Barretta? That's that's what I'm thinking. Trent Barretta. It's one of the best friends. I'm oh, I'm going to go with Barretta. Oh, do you want your last clue? Your last clue. Yeah, on, you've yeah, you've got me on this one. You, you're gonna get. I love freshly squeezed orange juice. Orange. I said Cassidy. You should have just said yes. So technically, I did get it. So technically, I got it. Oh come on, that was a good yeah. one. That, that was, was a good a, one. I, I give you props on that one because mine are usually quite tricky as well. I mean, the RVD one last week you really struggled with. That was until like possible. That was. <laughs> If anyone right. when I did during lockdown when I did the UKPW Big Fat Wrestling quiz, people should know that I come up with some really tough ones because we're wrestling fans. We're supposed to be knowledgeable, aren't we? And in fairness, <laughs> we had nothing else to do during lockdown. Right, this that is it. We're going to go into the last bit of the show now. We are coming up rapidly to the end of the program. Uh, this is top picks. So, what have we enjoyed over the past? week mm -hmm. or just over a week now because we've included i just want to throw out on this um these um my my ones were done pre-revolution yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, fine. um yeah i might have to change a couple but yeah go that's for fine it. that's fine but nobody knew that you didn't have to say that no one can see that's the fine. i'm just throwing that out <laughs> don't well, throw it and keep it in I'm your mind right let's look at top match for the past week mm -hmm. um for me, it, 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 for me, I, I could have picked many, many a match, right? I have gone to Revolution last night because it's still fresh in my mind. And I found it really difficult to choose between the trios, the women's, the death match or the title match. In the end, I've gone with Daniels and MJF because I think it was just a cracker. And it's really made MJF in, the, in WWE, in AEW. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, after okay. the same revolution, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to top angle now. Um, what have you gone for? Because on the show plan, you've put Sami Zayn, KO, and the Usos. Is that still? Yeah, that was prior. That that was prior. No, um, the the top angle is. Uh, I've gone pretty much what you've gone with, and now with the Ruby Soho heel turn. <laughs> um, yes, I've gone gone same. So you've gone, as I've gone, the Outsiders versus the AEW Originals. Yeah. Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestle Dorset for best match. They've gone for the Trios match at Revolution. That's a good That shot. would have been my next point. Yeah, that would have been my next one. That, that was next on my list. Okay, so if, I've if gone the Iron Man match wasn't the way I expected the Iron Man match to go, it would have been the Trios match all the way. But because the Iron Man match was different to yeah. how I expected it to go, it, it, it edges it, was, it for it, me. It was brilliant. There's no way to yeah. rely. All right. Top promo vignette or interview. Now, I've gone back to SmackDown with the first face-to-face -face between Cody Rhodes mm -hmm. and um, Roman Reigns. I thought this was – this didn't need to have much power in it. It didn't need mm -hmm. to um, 
have any sort of altercation, just having them in the ring, cutting a promo and building on that Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman promo from Raw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. This, this was it. In fact, Pro Wrestle Dorset agrees with me as well because they've gone. Best segment mm-hmm. was Cody and, and Roman on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yourself? Yeah, I originally went uh, uh, before um, fr- Friday. Uh, I went with MJF and Danielson's uh, Dynamite one. But yeah, I go with Cody Roman as well because it delivered what it needed to do. It was impactful yet very subtle. Yeah, it was really beautifully done. Beautifully yeah. done. I'm really looking forward to the main event. I think for the first time in a long time, I'm excited for the build to WrestleMania. I think this could be mm-hmm. a really good really good build um pro wrestle dorset in the chat room has also put roman's impression of dusty was superb and added grit to the promo why is it that everybody I, can do a dusty Rhodes I, promo, but I can't well this is the way you see this is a thing here baby uh, but now listen there's a there's a segment on the network i can't remember what thing it was it, it's regarding undertaker and paul bearer roman reigns does the best paul bearer impression i have <laughs> ever seen in my life it's really this was back when Roman was still in the shield. He'd done this promo, uh, he did this interview, he was talking about Paul Bearer, and he did the voice, high pitched voice, and absolutely nailed it. Brilliant. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Check so, it yeah. out. All right, so next up is going to be top superstar. Now, that could be male or female, as we know, mm-hmm. we're not just gender neutral. Who have you gone for? I, I've gone for Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, again, prior I went so I'm, saying, I'm changing it and I'm gonna go different here. Um and I am actually gonna go with Jamie Hater. Oh, good shout. Good shout. I mean, I I also considered Ruby Soho. Yeah. Well. I mean, good, from the fact shout. that you've got established name like Ruby Soho, Soraya, who was the biggest name in that you know, in uh, in that match. Jamie Hater, the performance she put in the fact that she's carrying that title really well. Uh, I'm I'm going unorthodox in it. I'm going to give it to Jamie Hayter. I think it's a good uh, shout. I mean, Pro Wrestle yeah. Dorset has got Malachi Black, another strong. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely, this one, that we're not seeing the same people. We're not seeing mm. Cody. We're not seeing Sammy. We're seeing yeah. different people. Uh, okay. That brings us on to the big three. So the new mm-hmm. one that we launched this January was Top Moment of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You went with on the show plan, whether or not you're keeping it, you went with Grayson Waller calling out HBK on yeah. NXT. Are you sticking with that or are you changing? No, I'm not. I am changing. Um, I as much as I, I love that, I'm really actually intrigued on this whole yeah, me Grayson too. Waller thing. I, I'm enjoying it, it's really good. Um, but I'm actually going in terms of the top moment of the week, I did consider the return of FTR, but I am going to say, um, what I'm going to call the rise of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Oh, the winning of the casket match. I think it, it was his biggest match of his career thus far, and he delivered. That's a good shout. Really good shout. Pro Wrestle Dorsey, yeah. again in the chat room, has gone with the entrance of the House of Black at Revolution. Oh, yeah, that was great. The we, shadows we and the silhouettes that. of them going up against that banner, and then all of a sudden yeah. it lowered, and they're all standing yeah. there behind yeah. A Julia Hart, that was great stuff. It was fantastic. For me, you've kind of said what mine was already, but I've gone with the return yeah. of FTR. I think just having that moment with the guns in the ring, cutting the promo, mm. it was good old-fashioned heels to face. And yes. the ovation that FTR got when they came out was just... I brilliant. mean, they are, they are there, aren't they? They're the, 
I mean, the Dudley boys were the team of the uh, yeah. the 2000s, weren't they? They were, the, yeah. Well, I'd say late 90s uh, throughout the earlier stages of 2000s. They were the team, yeah. you know, like kind of how the yeah. Road Warriors were back in the day and things like that. FTR are that. Oh, yeah. Uh, at that point now. And if the rumours are true and they have signed long-term agreements of all elite wrestling, the future is bright. I'm so pumped Absolutely. for that. I think they're great workers. Oh, okay. Doubt. So, top show. I think it's a no-brainer for me. It's all Elite Wrestling Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Has to be, right? Tremendous pay-per-view. Yeah. I I would go as far as saying Elimination Chamber was good. This blew Mm. it out of the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I did initially go with Dynamite. So it still was the AEW banner that won the top show for me. But Revolution, absolutely. So what is interesting now is we moved to top company and last week you said WWE. So I'd be intrigued to see if that's changed. I've gone with all elite. I don't think you, yeah. you, you could go anywhere else really. Not now. this week. No, no. Dynamite was, was a fairly solid show. A, a go home show for a revolution. Revolution delivered fantastically. You know, WWE are just plodding along nicely in their build up to WrestleMania, you know, so all the significant everything that was standing out for me, AEW delivered this week. It's been a solid week for them. Absolutely well, they, solid. AEW hopefully will keep the momentum going up this Wednesday night on Dynamite. Nothing has been announced as yet. Of I, I love it. I, I love it when AEW deliver. You know, I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with AEW, as you know. <laughs> I get frustrated by them so much. Um, but when they deliver and they do so many things right... They need to keep it up. They need to build up on on those things and that to keep me invested. And, you know, they've got me at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, before we finish tonight, let's give you the preview for what is going to happen on Monday night of Raw. Uh, the announced lineup so far from the TD Garden in Boston will feature Logan Paul returning to WWE to face off with Seth Rollins. Solo Sokoa is going to be in action against uh, Kevin Owens. Finn Balor will be in action against Johnny Gargano, and we can't forget the return, possibly to set up his WrestleMania match. John Cena returns to the WWE tonight. Hasn't been seen since December 31st on New Year's on SmackDown. He is back. What does that mean for the WWE Universe? We will find out. Of course, tomorrow night, NXT is Roadblock. Uh, Lots of things happening on NXT Roadblock. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll cover it all next week on the show absolutely uh yeah big shout out to sponsors wrestle merch central uh head over there for all things wrestling merchandise we are uh, really appreciated and humbled uh your support as well uh i want to give a shout out to uh ukpw uh their upcoming show on march 18th uh, uh in canterbury in kent um great lineup collision course simon miller is on the card the wolf of broad street alexander ruff is on the card Nina Samuels ah. is on the card, uh, making her UKPW debut. Uh, it's going to be a tremendous show. Head on over to UKPW store for tickets and further information. Fantastic. And the last shout out goes to our friend Carl Atlas, because Carl, as he alluded to on the show just a couple of weeks ago, is promoting the big six pack challenge at Hex Pro Wrestling. That has now been officially announced. It takes place on Saturday, the 8th of April. It is April half term. The six pack challenge includes names such as Jake McCluskey and Kieran Bruce. Uh, Doors are at six. Show starts 
at 6.30. It's £15 front row plus a meet and greet. General admission is 10 o'clock. You can book in advance at ticketstripe.com slash hex April. More details on that will be on our Facebook page. But that's it for us for this yeah. week. Yeah. That is the Squared Circle podcast. Indeed it is. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in some form next week. Again, don't know if we're going to be live. It could be pre-recorded. It, there will be something. We just don't know how. Um, it's wicked to you like that. It, yeah, it might. Yeah, we'll we'll sort it out. We normally do. Yeah. Uh, but for me and for Stefan, thanks for joining us. We love having you with us each and every week on the Squared Circle podcast. This is Pro Wrestling Chat for the Pro Wrestling Fan. And we will see you next week in the matches. Until then, take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.